The Washington Commanders head to mile high to face the Denver Broncos this Sunday. And we've got your game preview right here with the Let's Ride team from Believe. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's game preview. Washington Commanders are headed to mile high to take on the Denver Broncos. And we have the Let's Ride team from Believe. It's Patrick Coyote and Chris Harris Jr., former Bronco player, joining us here on Ref the District to break this game down. Thanks, gentlemen, for coming on with us here. It's uh, kind of some inter interesting parallels between these yeah. two teams. Uh, it seems that Denver is a year ahead of schedule you know, in terms of Washington, right? You guys got the new owner last year. We get the new owner this year. You guys got a new coach this year, and we're expected to possibly have a new coach next year. Chris, Maybe. I want to ask you as a former player, what is it like when you get a new coach in, and, and how does that really change things as big things were expected with Sean Payton coming to Denver? Yeah. Man, unfortunately, I had a lot of new coaches, you know, uh, especially <laughs> – uh at a, at the end time in denver you know and then joining the chargers and uh going to the saints you know but uh every coach is different especially in the league you got to understand how they move and how uh they operate and prepare and uh when you have a new team a new coach like sean payton you know that's well respected that's won super bowls you know it should be an easier process you know mm -hmm. what's going on in denver when you have a guy like that i i do see a little change but we still have to break that, you know, um, we've been losing a lot of tight games for a while. We haven't got over that hump yet, you know. And uh, it's still that little edge, that little piece that uh, we're trying to overcome in Denver. So, Patrick, let me ask you this question about uh, the Broncos, kind of in general. Yeah. Are you guys aware, first of all, are you aware that Chase Young was cleared to play on Sunday? Yeah. Okay, good. I just want to yeah. make sure about it. <laughs> yeah, are you aware of our defensive tackles and our uh, defensive line in general? Very, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, so what does Denver have to do to kind of offset that that fearsome defensive line that Washington has? Uh, quick game. That's mm -hmm. that's really what it's got to come down to is uh, when you have a when you have a front like Washington does, which I personally I think that Washington's front seven is probably one of the top units in the league, um, and even yeah. without Chase Young in there, they're still wreaking havoc. Uh, if you yeah. get Chase Young back and, and he's healthy, this is, I mean, this is one of the best units in the league. So uh, when you're looking at it from the Broncos perspective, Sean Payton's got to get that quick game going. Um, you know, it, all in all, the offensive line didn't do terrible last week. Granted, it's the Raiders. Uh, McGlinchey struggled a little bit, but he's going against Max Crosby. Uh, so that's to be expected, but you really want to see Ben Powers, uh, Garrett Bowles, Cushenberry, and Miners get that run game going, keep it consistent, and get the ball out of Russ's hands quick. With the uh, yeah, the even Ron Rivera agrees with you, Patrick. He he talked to reporters today, said Chase isn't the one you have to worry about. Even no. you you have to worry about those defensive tackles before you even get to Montez Sweat coming off the edge, and then Chase Young is kind of like the extra you know, mustard on top of all that. It's going to be yeah. a, a long day, we we hope, on the commander's side mm. for Russell Wilson, who is a player we wanted, but when he hit uh, kind of that free agent market there 
And and so, Chris, what has been going on with him? Because he had a very bad year last year, and a lot of that was blamed on Hackett and the coaching. Sean Payton was supposed to fix things, and it kind of seemed like he you know, started off right where he ended last year with. Man, we haven't had an identity on the offensive side for a while. So I think last year it was Russ trying to come in. He had a lot of hype, you know, tons of social media hype, you know, everywhere you go. And uh, we gave up a lot of picks for him and, and some and some solid players, you know. So it was just a, it was a big, you know, a big step even for Coach Hackett, you know, inheriting that team and that organization, which is uh, which when you go there, you understand it's high expectations from everybody, the fans from top to bottom, you know. And uh, when you don't live up to that hype, you can kind of get in that sunken place. And that's what kind of happened with Russ. And I think he's definitely uh, came back and improved and. He's not going to be that guy that can carry the team. We need guys to step up around him, you know, to make the big catches, to make the, you know, the 50-50 balls that you see that these receivers around the leagues are doing for their quarterbacks. So Russ definitely needs help, but he has improved. And I think Sean Payton is going to help the offense get that identity. You know, like uh, Pat was saying, against an offense, uh, against a defensive front like Washington, you got to come out four wide, five wide them. Spread them out. Take advantage of their linebackers, right? See if their safeties can cover. That would be my game plan because you can't overpower these guys, you know. So we got to find a way to spread them out, get find Judy in one-on-one, let him run some option routes and try to exploit the linebackers. That would be my game plan. All right, Pat. Let me let me ask you about injuries for uh, for Denver. We all know about the whole. At least from our side, it looks like Judy's gonna play. Yeah, but you're probably down a tight end now yep. right uh yep. but give us an update on the injuries from denver side yeah so uh yeah dulcich is going to be out uh for this game it, it, they said he was actually uh practicing on the side field so hmm. uh that means that he's you know not sitting out of practice which is a great sign judy was doing that last week judy was almost uh in that game yeah. last week which w- was incredible this was an injury that people thought was going to be four to six weeks uh possibly longer and and he should be back for this game uh 100 the big one for me though is uh frank clark frank clark's going to be out for a couple of weeks uh he's got a hip thing going on um and, and that's a big blow to an already like really skinny uh edge group so this is an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to see if the Broncos are going to utilize uh, rookie Drew Sanders uh, off, the, off the edge. Because I think uh, coming off a week where you only generated three pressures against a, a Raiders team that really didn't upgrade their offensive line, uh, and, and you have Randy Gregory out there, you got Frank Clark out there, and you only generate three pressures and you blitz mm-hmm. the highest percentage of any team in the NFL, you got to fix something. So uh, maybe Drew Sanders can come in and be that guy with Frank Clark out. Uh, I know Riley Moss is another guy who's going to be coming off of that injured list. He is a full participant in practice, so uh, that should provide them with some much, much needed cornerback depth because Damari Mathis was not getting it done last week. Not good. Yeah, and and going against this Washington group, this receiver room is one of my favorites in the league. A a bunch of of my guys that I really, really love. Love Terry, love Jahan Dotson. Uh, I, I think that this is a really fun group. It's an explosive group. But that means that you got to have corners that can play, and and uh, Mathis did not do it last week. Riley Moss coming off the injury list is going to be huge for them. I'm really excited to see what he can do. 
Nathan, we might be getting Patrick, uh, Pat, coming to our side. He loves everything <laughs> about our front seven. He loves the receivers. You might there, be coming a, a Commanders fan, right? It's, a, it's a good love. group. It's a good group. It, it's it's one of my favorite groups to watch in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they had consistent quarterback play over the last couple of years, I think Terry should be should be a you know a, a top at least a top ten receiver. Let's say mm-hmm. top eight receiver in the league. I, I think that's how good he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this group is a lot of fun to watch. And, and I think that uh, it, it's a team that's just, it's just a couple of pieces away. Mm. So. Yeah. Well, Washington fans are certainly hoping that Sam Howe is that missing piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, what's it like facing somebody with such little experience? How do you really game plan against a guy who only has, you know, two actual NFL games on tape? Yeah. If I'm the D-line, this got to be a game we show up in Denver because you're going against a young quarterback. He's coming into the mile high. He's probably never he's probably never played there yet, right? Um, the, it's the atmosphere should be amped up, yep. right? Because they just lost to the Raiders. So they, this this is a must-have-it game Yeah. Uh, if you're a Denver Broncos. So um, they got to approach it like that. And Sam Howell, if I'm him, the Washington, you need to get the run game going. You know, you got to make it easy, you know, get them easy throws to Terry. You know, Terry didn't get really involved last week. Mm-hmm. And then this week, uh, if, if Sertan follows him, he might not get involved again this week. So hopefully we can kind of force it, you know, force a pick right there in the door to Sertan this week, uh, you know. And uh, but if I'm if I'm him, I'm using the same strategy as Garoppolo. You yeah. know, I'm throwing away from Sertan. See if Mathis and the nickel can make mm-hmm. plays you know, and try to uh, 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 dime them down the field. And that's what I would do. So it worked for Garoppolo going to Myers and feasting off uh, Mathis. So I would see, hey, you got to stop it. Do it until they stop it. Let me piggyback off that, Chris. And and you played 10-plus years in the NFL at corner. What's your philosophy on, like, Sertan as following a guy all over the field or playing one side? Yeah. Uh, of course, it's easier to play uh, one side, mm. but um, in my whole career, I've always had to play left, right, in the slot. I think the best guys are are capable of doing that, and I think Sertan is separating himself from the rest of the guys in the league and showing that he's one of the best corners, that he is the best corner in the league. Mm. And doing that, you have you have to follow. You have to eventually end up, you know, <clears throat> shadowing the the other team's best player because. You know, if we had Mathis on Adams, you know, we don't know what what type of yeah, day that Adams has. Yards. You know, you so Tyreek day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you gotta have, yeah. especially with these receivers around the league. You know, uh, you got these big alpha receivers everywhere. You know, yeah. you see the Chargers; they got three big receivers. Mm. You know, the Chiefs always gonna have somebody you know capable. Right now, they don't. This is probably the weakest set of receivers they have. So you gotta have shutdown corners. Um, I like Forbes. I think y'all have a, a solid rookie that has a potential to be a, a solid corner. So uh, you got to have one of those guys on your team. And uh, Sertain definitely fits the bill. Yeah, he definitely looks like he's going to shut down. Terry McLaurin had several good games last year against top talent. Uh, Jahir Alexander um, helped me out with a couple of the others. Stefan Gilmore. Stefan yeah. Gilmore. Just absolutely yeah. good. That's why, Pat, you like, you like uh, Terry McLaurin. Who yep. should Washington fans like on Denver that they might not be so familiar with, though? Like that I'm, kind of that middle guy that no one knows about, you know, if man. you don't watch the team. 
you know, it, Pat Sertan always gets, uh, you know, he's getting the most national media attention. And I would say, like, go watch it. Like, if you're a fan of football, um, you know, if you're a casual fan of football, you'll love Pat Sertan. If you're like, like me and you love to deep dive into the into the tape, you'll love Pat Sertan. He's just a technician. Uh, Justin Simmons is another guy who gets a lot of national, you know, he gets a good amount of national media attention. Mm -hmm. uh, probably not as much as he should. Uh, great guy on the field, amazing guy off the field. But really, my guy that the Washington fans need to look out for, I'll, I'll give you a couple, uh, the linebackers to start. Mm -hmm. Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton. Right. Probably one of the most underrated linebacker duos, uh, inside linebacker duos in the league. Those guys are phenomenal at what they do. A lot of people were really questioning the Broncos signing Alex Singleton last year. He didn't do anything in Philadelphia. This guy's a special teamer, yada, yada, yada. Ended up leading the team in tackles. One of the, the highest graded uh, linebackers last year and was, I think, the tied for the highest graded linebacker last week. Uh, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's a guy that you should keep an eye out for. Mike Purcell is the other guy. The nose tackle, guy was cut like eight times in the mm -hmm. league, had no guys. home. Vic Fangio brought him in. All of a sudden, he's a household name at, at nose tackle. He's a guy who will fill the gap. He'll stop the run. And, and he's just a monster of a human, too. So Mike Purcell, mm -hmm. the linebackers, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, those are the guys that you really, really should love. Um, everybody should know who Quinn Miners is. He's the guy who's blocking the tree. That guy's an absolute animal. <laughs> uh, love watching him play on the offensive line. Keep an eye out for him this week. Uh, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the, the Payne Allen versus Quinn Miners uh, mm. looks this weekend. I absolutely can't wait. Two immovable objects coming, <laughs> it, coming together. It's going to yeah. be amazing to watch. It will yeah. be fun. Now, those linebackers, if, in case you want to give us one of those, that'd be kind of nice because Washington, a <laughs> little, little scant on uh, quality linebacker play. Uh, Chris, how about you? Do you got any uh, other kind of X Factor type guys that uh, Washington fans should be on, on the lookout for? No, he, st he definitely stole mine. I was going with the <laughs> linebackers. You know, the linebackers are very consistent. Uh, these are two guys that just do their job. Right. They yeah. might not do anything crazy, really. You know, that Pro Bowlish type uh, yeah. change the game type things, but they're going to mm -hmm. be there. They're going to be in the right spot. They're going to do their job. So that's one thing I, lo I love about uh, the backers. I would say um, a guy that probably doesn't get a lot of love um, is probably, I think he's probably stepping up. I think he improved. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I think he's a guy that um, mm -hmm. uh, y'all shouldn't sleep on um, mm -hmm. in this game. Because uh, Forbes, he's a you know he's a more slender, you know corner. He's not as uh, strong yet. He's he's still you know he's still a kid. You know coming into mm -hmm. the league, you know. So uh, I want to see that matchup versus Cortland Sutton. Hopefully uh, Cortland uses his physicality versus him, and uh, they kind of you know give him more action versus a rookie. You know, yeah. so that's that's what <laughs> I want to see happen. But let, so you guys are out there in Denver, and you guys are are getting the uh, the effects of the whole Deion Sanders at Colorado and, <laughs> and how he's using the haters, if you will, to yeah. motivate his team and to perform well. What I'm right. wondering, Chris, is, is that something that translates to the NFL? Can you use that? Because I understand how it works on 18, 19, 20 year old kids, mm -hmm. but is that, is that going to work with Jonathan Allen? You, yeah. you know, a six, seven year all pro 
a guy mm. coming in here talking about, uh, you know, using the, all these catchphrases that Dion likes to use. What, does that work with NFL vets? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I think so, man, because you're always trying to find something to get an edge. Mm. You yeah. know, that's like Tom Brady. He'll He's looking for any <laughs> little tad bit, anything, <laughs> you know, anything that you might say that, that, that can give him an edge going into that week. Give him an extra juice. Yep. Okay. So uh, I definitely, as me as a player, I always, you know, you can always use that as for motivation. And uh, you need that too, you know. When a guy like him, he's well accomplished. He probably won national championships in Alabama, you know. And and like you said, he's been successful in his career. So yep. anything like that can definitely give him some motivation to go out there and ball. All it takes is for yeah. Russ to say, yeah, you know, I'm not really worried about the uh, interior defensive line. And then, bam, Boom. flip bam. switch. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't open your mouth. Are you Second, reporting that, Pat? Are you? I, I am not that? reporting that. We're clip that one up. Uh, <laughs> definitely send that one out to uh, to the team to make sure they they get that extra motivation. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, both going to be in this game. Both have motivation as it is it is a uh, a pay me year mm-hmm. as both yeah. of them are not on contract. How much does that motivate a player, Chris? Oh man, Chase Young, he should be the hungriest guy in the building. You know, you go a top pick like that and your team doesn't give you the uh, fifth year option. You know, um, I was kind of surprised by that because usually when you have a guy that's freakish athleticism as Chase Young, you give him, he gets six years automatically, mm-hmm. you know, just because you can't let that potential go to waste and you drafted him a high value pick. So um, that was very surprising. So I'm interested to see how he comes out and plays. Uh, you know, he should have his hair on fire, you know, and, and sweat, you know, he's going to get a, he should get a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think, um, edge rushers, you know, is a, the, the, everybody gets a hundred million dollars of edge rushers, <laughs> you right. know? So it's just, uh, is him just being consistent and going out there and, do, and doing what he's done the past couple of years. He should be able to get a big payday. All right, Pat, last question from me anyway. Yeah. Uh, Let's get right down to it. What do you got for uh, prediction score in this game? Oh, man. I mean, you got to do You're it. You're going to put me on the spot days, here. But... Yeah. All right, listen. Can't uh, la- the last time these two teams played, it was a really tough battle. Came down to the, the final minutes. It was a 17-10 affair. Um, you know, last year, week one, Broncos lose 17-16. This year, week one, Broncos lose 17-16. Interesting. Um, you know, for me – what it's going to come down to is how well is the offense going to perform against this ferocious defensive front? Um, are they going to do what Chris said and, and kind of pick on Emmanuel Forbes a little bit? Jerry Judy's back in the mix, so that's great. Um, but how how is this defense going to respond in this game? You gave up a, you gave up a few pressures to an Arizona team that's lacking all over the place. Um, this is an opportunity for the Broncos to say, hey, New week, new us, fresh start. They're going to get to the quarterback a little bit, maybe rattle Sam Howell. Sean Payton's going to have that game plan for a rookie quarterback. So I'm going to say 17-10 Broncos hmm. because the right. last time – history's just been repeating itself lately. Oh, so okay. I'm going to say 17-10 Broncos. The, Taylor Heineke was in right. the end zone on that play, by the way. Uh, the he was in. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it came down to the wire. How about you, Chris? What's the uh, what's the end result of this game between Washington and yeah. Denver? I don't see either team scoring over twenty points. 
So it's, it's going to be one of those, it's gonna be you know, low-scoring games. You know, uh, Washington, I think they, they need to establish their run game, right? They have That's one thing I see uh, as a whole in their offense that they haven't had a bona fide, this is our RB1 guy, you know, consistency. So I think they'll try to do that a lot, a lot this game. Try to, um, you know, because this is going to be a hostile environment for a young quarterback. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, nineteen to sixteen, uh, Broncos. Real mm, low score. That's a high. That's a high-scoring game for the Broncos. Yeah. That's a high-scoring yeah. game. Yeah, that's <laughs> above, above average at the yeah bare minimum. I picked I picked uh, Denver during our Wednesday live show, but after mm-hmm. talking with you, gents, I don't know. I got to flip the script here, Stoner. I <laughs> yeah. think I am going to take Washington, seventeen to thirteen, mm. and Sam Howe is uh, going to end up with that record i don't know if you two know this but he is he could be potentially the first qb to score a rushing touchdown in a passing touchdown if he mm. scores that against denver the first three games of his career starting off that way maybe just maybe that'd be big that'd how be about big. you stoner you got a prediction here for these gents yeah i'm gonna stick with what i had on our wednesday show and our, on our live show and i've got denver 20 to 17. i think we're all kind of in that same ballpark yeah. low scoring yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. tough environment up there in in denver and colorado and and two offenses that are still trying to find themselves so yeah i'm kind of right with everybody right low scoring i got denver 20 to 17. all right well yeah. i'm the lone wolf here we'll see how <laughs> sam Howell and the washington commanders do this sunday it is a late afternoon game for our east coast friends it is that early afternoon for those people out there in denver we appreciate pat and chris joining us here from the let's ride podcast on the believe network i'm nathan perry that's the stoner and until next time always wanted to do this let's ride let's ride be a fan